This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and each week this spring, we are honoring the seniors of a Bates team that did not get to finish its season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, we chat with the two senior captains from the softball team, plus an interview with head coach Mikel Barnes. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates softball team was off to a strong start to its 2020 season, going 6-2 on the program's annual trip to Florida before the season ended much too soon. Senior captains Kirsten Pelletier and Julia Panapento were cornerstone players throughout their careers at Bates. A two-time all-NESCAC selection, Pelletier graduates as the program's all-time leader in numerous pitching categories, including strikeouts. Panapento was not even recruited to be a softball player. The two-sport athlete played volleyball in the fall, then decided she wanted to join the softball team. I mean, I had a conversation with the volleyball captain at that point. Her name was Jacqueline Forney. I told her I was thinking about playing softball, and so she brought me to who she knew on the softball team. And at that point, it was Tori Fitzgerald, and we sat together watching a field hockey game. And she basically said that I should email Coach Barnes and... I did that, and then I had a meeting with her. It must have been in early October. And in that meeting, she basically told me that I was on the team and that I needed to fill out some paperwork and that to go to Florida, it cost $800, and I should expect that cost moving forward. And that as soon as volleyball season was over, I would get right in with the the PE class going on and the captain's practices that Tori and Maddie were running. And I immediately, my, my first experience after volleyball ended was catching for KP in the great cage. And I remember that incredibly vividly. It was awesome. We went into the great cage when men's lacrosse was doing their PE class with Mike Seltzer. And so it was a group of guys that neither of us were familiar with. And we just kind of asserted ourselves and, put ourselves in the cage and she started throwing warming up and we got to her screwball and it was the most embarrassing catching moment for me in my life because I could not catch it and I kept having to say like I swear I'm a catcher I caught all my high school life like I always catch for travel but I've never had a pitcher that has thrown a a ball with so much movement like I, I could not do it and I remember calling my dad that night saying oh my god this girl's really good and she is, she's my type of teammate. Like, I was, I was so excited to play after that experience catching for KP. KP, what do you remember about that, those early days there on the team? <laughs> um, I remember that uh, Julia was kind of my saving grace. Um, we just kind of connected, and I think this program and my experience wouldn't be what it was without her. Um, I, think, I think that particular experience kind of just speaks to who she is right like I was this timid first year and I was like oh like should we go in the gray cage like she's like nah we're going and we just kind of went in and she gave me all the confidence that I needed and we just kind of fed off each other from there and in no way was like 
she shouldn't have been embarrassed. Like, she did fine. <laughs> well, and Julia, you, you ended up finding a position there at third base. What was that process like? It was a little nerve-wracking. I didn't like how close I was to the batter at first. It kind of freaked me out. But as soon as the opportunity opened up, I think it was the third game we were in Florida, our current third baseman got hurt. I was just so excited to get in the infield. I started in the outfield, and I am way too anxious. And (laughs) the outfield was not my place to be. And so once I was given that opportunity to be in the infield, I took advantage of it and made sure I got as many infield reps as possible to make sure that I would not only play the position but really try to excel in it. KP, take us through maybe – some of your more memorable moments, you know, looking back right now as a Bobcat, some games you won't forget, you think, down the road? Oh, my goodness. I just feel like there are so many. Um, I think our sophomore year when we went and beat Colby, I think we might have swept Colby that year. And um, it was we beat the number of wins in a bait softball season that year, um, which was really cool to be a part of. Um and then um, beating Tufts for the first time since 2007 was also um, a great feeling. And um, I remember uh, Caroline Bass uh, scoring the only run in that game and just seeing the smile and the intensity on her face, like, let's go, we're going to win this game. And I just, like, you just knew that we were. Um, and just, like, that feeling. Um, another game was when we went and played USM uh, last year, too, and um, I just personally felt like I had, like, a great game. Like, all my stuff um, was working, and I felt good. Um, but I think if you just look back at our career and um, kind of everything that happened to the program, like, I think from what it was to what it is now, I just – I don't think you can look at it by one game. I think it's like a total change in culture. I think it's a total change in um, the type of people we have. And um, I couldn't be any more proud to be a part of that. Excellent. And, Julia, it's kind of a similar question for you. Any games in particular that stand out? I remember I think I interviewed you after your first ever home run. Is that one of the games that stands out for you? <laughs> you know, I feel like it should be, but I actually can't remember <laughs> – who I play, who we were playing. Um, And I think that is very much to the idea that I really struggle with, like, looking at my individual successes as, like, a meter for success because I've always been so focused on how can I help the team win. And so the win that really – or the game that really resonates most with me when I think back is that game KP was referencing, that Tufts victory, because Tufts is one of those schools that I never beat in volleyball. And so having the opportunity to beat them in softball stands out Mm. in my mind because Williams and Amherst, we never had that opportunity in either sport. And so getting that Tufts win always stands out. And it was just such a good feeling to take a game from a team that really has been a NESCAC softball dynasty school for so long. And so that was, I think, a trans a transition in a lot of our mindsets of like, all right, like Bates can beat Tufts. Bates can beat these teams. And, and, and I think it just made us all realize how capable 
We were. Certainly, I was going to follow up on the volleyball piece. Um, being a two-sport athlete here at Bates, one in the fall, one in the spring, you know, ha- having that experience throughout these past few years, what would you say to, you know, an incoming first year who might be considering trying two sports as well about what it takes to succeed? I think it all just comes down to, to loving it. And I think the moment that you start to second guess if you want to be doing it, I think that's the moment you should stop. I, I really never had a moment where I was like, you know, I, I don't have enough time for this or how am I going to make this work? It was always the mindset of like, I'm going to make this work. Now let's figure out how. And so I think that has to be your mindset if you want to play two sports because it is a huge time commitment, not just to practices and games, but to your teammates and, and to lifts and, and making sure that every time you are there, you are present and you are ready to compete. And so I think you have to be prepared and really and really love each sport equally. And I think it makes it really hard when you want to give more attention to one sport than the other because I think that would lead to a poor culture in relationship with your teammates. And so I think that's something that I've prided myself on over the last four years is that I've really looked at Bates softball and volleyball as equals. KP, how have you seen yourself grow as a pitcher these last few years? My growth has been, like, undeniable. Um, I think if I think back to my first year, um, I was not very confident. I was I was just not the player and, I mean, person that I, that I am or I was. Um, I think um, being a pitcher, I kind of led – um, by that position, just like the nature of it. And I think being a first year and an underclassman is just kind of hard, right, to come into a position um, and not really have the guidance of an upperclassman. Um, so I kind of had to find that on my own um, within our team culture. But I think kind of as we grew, I grew as well. And I think this year having Coach Jesse, um, our new pigeon coach, was tremendous and I think it will continue continue to be um, for the program and for Peyton and um, Danielle and Jeepin next year. Yeah, what can you tell us? I mean, we've seen those three pitch, obviously, you know, during the time at Bates, they've gotten, you know, quite a few innings, but what do you think the next step in their development is to kind of fill this role that, you know, you've been you've been doing these past few years as, as you know, as pitching the majority of the innings for Bates? I have no doubt in my mind um, that the three of them will be able to do it. Um, I think they work together so well, and also their pitching styles kind of complement each other. Um, mm. So I'm very excited to see what Peyton and Jeevan do in their senior year um, with um, a lot more innings, and I can't wait to see um, Danielle grow as well. Um, they're – Danielle's just so uh, – you can never tell what she's feeling on the mound, and I think, like, that's such an important part of being a pitcher, and um, I'm just so excited to see what she does in the next two years. Great. And, Julia, I understand the team had uh, – it's the final Zoom meeting um, of the term, I guess, of, you know, with uh, May, you know, coming to the middle of May here. What was that like to, you know, talk to everyone? I mean, obviously it's disappointing to be separated, but what's it like – connecting with your teammates still here during the spring despite not having any games? It's really bittersweet. I really yeah. still can't wrap my head around the fact that my Bates softball, let alone Bates athletics career, is over. And just looking at them all in these little boxes on my computer is surreal because knowing 
for the past three years what he should be doing right now and hanging out and enjoying what could be the end of a really exciting season. Like this would be the NCAAs and, and postseason for us. And I really thought we had the potential to get there this season. And so looking at the 18 of them on my computer just doesn't feel right because we worked so hard to get to the point we were at this year that for it all to end like this is just, it's so disappointing. And KP, I imagine you have similar feelings about that in terms of, you know, this, this team and everything. Yeah, of course. I think uh, I mentioned before, like the change of culture that we had throughout our four years. And I really think this was kind of like the culminating year for Julie and I. And um, I think, I think we all expected kind of big things and to, yeah, to wrap up being on our uh, computers, uh, Zooming with each other. I think it's tough. and um, But it's also something that everyone's going through. Um, it is really tough. I think it's, it's hard to accept that it is all over for sure. Well, Julia, any final thoughts you want to share about your time as, you know, a great softball player, student athlete, maybe in general? I mean, I know you were very active, you know, off the field as well and different activities that you wanted to, you know, maybe talk about before, before we sign off here. Yeah, I think my closing words would be that there is no better way to spend your four years in college than on a team, and I think the Bates softball team was exceptional when it came to that because when KP and I were first years, there were five of us and it dwindled down to just the two of us. And I think the relationship we grew and the leadership potential that we now see on the team and how we grew as leaders as well is just so meaningful for what we are going to do in the rest of our lives and the way we were able to take a team that, I mean, was excited with winning one NESCAC game our freshman year to having a team that was thinking about the NCAA tournament is just such an accomplishment that I know I'll be able to take with me throughout my life. And it's just a level of resiliency that is going to be so valuable for me wherever I go. Great. KP, how about for you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I would definitely echo what Julia said, the amount that we grew um, on the field and off, I think is tremendous. And there's really um, nothing better than, being a bobcat like I know that sounds super cheesy but like uh the community that we're a part of and that's continuing to grow in base athletics it's so meaningful to be a part of um and I can't thank coach and um, I can't thank her enough and our coaching staff enough for always um sticking with me and being just being um being there for for me through all of it. I think I had a really tough freshman year just as a whole and just sticking um, at Bates and uh, really finding what it meant to be a leader and a part of the program. Um, I'm just so grateful for it. And I'm so thankful for Celine and Jason um, and the whole athletic department at Bates as well. I think um, they've really nailed down what it means to be a student athlete at Bates. So, um, and of course I, uh, I couldn't have, I couldn't be here without like the teammates that we have and the relationships that I gained. And I'm just so thankful for all of my teammates, I think. Um, and specifically Julia, I just think, um, uh, we're a part of something special for sure. Bates softball head coach, Mikel Barnes.
considers Pelletier and Panapento to be two of the most impactful seniors in the softball program's recent history. Obviously, it's been program changing. Um, you know, when KP entered her first year, we were, we were coming off, I believe, probably the worst season in program history. Um, and we were able to uh, immediately uh, turn the page and, and turn the corner. And, and KP was the catalyst in that. Um, she was program changing. She was uh you know, career changing for me as far as just learning um, how to coach a, a player of that caliber. Um, and, you know, just very, very grateful that she's been a part of our program and uh, been, been able to, to lead us to where we're at today. Did you have a sense when you were recruiting her that she could be that kind of difference maker? I mean, is that something you were feeling right off the bat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually actually had coached KP um, briefly during a, a travel ball um, the two, I think it was two years prior possibly. So her and I had established a, a relationship before uh, Bates and, and she was familiar with me and my style. And I was obviously very familiar with her and, and her style of play, but most importantly um, who she, who she was. And she was the type of um, just person and personality that we wanted to recruit uh, to, to change our program. She was committed. Um, she, she she outworks everyone in the room. She's she's the first there. She's the last to leave. Um, you know, she's exactly who you would want on your team, um, and, and especially on your team when you're trying to change a program from, you know, really, really bad to uh, very good where we're at today. Um, so I was very familiar with KP. She was very familiar with me. Um, and I, I think that certainly was a huge catalyst in being able to, because she was, she was obviously highly recruited by um, other programs. Flew under the radar a little bit. Um, you know, being from Maine, uh, it's hard to get some of that exposure, but we were, we were lucky to, to be able to get her for sure. You played so many games in softball, but any particular games that really stand out to you that KP, I mean, what really embodied what she meant in terms of tough opponents or uh, great performances? Obviously, she threw multiple no-hitters, but any games that really stand out to you? Yeah, um, I, I can think of, you know, obviously, I think it was two years ago we, we beat Tufts, uh, a one nothing close one nothing game, um, and, and KP's performance on the mound that day was, beyond tremendous um and to get that final out i remember it was i think she threw a back-to-back change up one was a swing and a miss and then the other one um slow ground ball back to her and she was able to no i think it was back to the first baseman but anyways um that game in particular stands out uh that was i think she just it was a gutsy performance um i think it was completely unexpected from our opponent and I think that's when we really started to see that was kind of a, a defining moment for us in our program where we were able to really see, like, wow, we have turned that page and look where we're at now and uh, why not us? And uh, we understood that we were no longer, it was no longer, you know, David versus Goliath, that we were right there with the top of the top. You know, there was another performance against Bowden um, a few years ago. Uh, we, we ended up losing that game, but... KP had actually um, had a rib that had popped out, and um, she muscled through it, and she she powered through it. I have to imagine an extreme amount of pain, and it was just uh, 
you know, it was one of those things like, hey, like, <laughs> whatever you can give us, uh, we'll, we'll take because um, you're, you know, you at your 50% is still going to put us in a good position. Um, we, I think we ended up losing that game, uh, but just her ability to, to just go out and compete and give everything that she had uh, was, is truly remarkable. And, and also what sets her, I think, above, um, you know, other players that, that we've had come through the program, but other players across the conference as well. And then Julia Panapinto, um, you know, two seniors on the softball team this year, and talk about two impactful players. I mean, Julia, uh, we've often talked about, you know, she's a two-sport athlete here at Bates, volleyball and softball, made a big impact for both programs. So from a softball perspective, obviously it was nice to see her really develop that power because you knew she was strong, um, and then she developed it for softball, right? How did that process kind of go over the, you know, the three-plus years? Yeah, Julia came in, and, and she had played, you know, a little bit of travel softball ahead of time, but also being a two-sport athlete, I think, you know, she, she didn't come into Bates thinking that she was going to play uh, softball. She wasn't, she wasn't recruited, um, and she mm. came into my office and was like, hey, Coach, I'm thinking about playing um, softball. Here's a little bit about me. Um, and I could just feel her energy uh, the moment that I met her. And I said to her, great, you're on the team. And she was like, wait, you haven't even seen me play. Um, but uh, that, you know, at the time where the program was at, it was, you could just, she had a vibe and she had an energy. And I was like, you know what, if this kid's willing to put in the work, um, albeit she was a little raw at first, um, but she, she's a workhorse and she has this natural athletic ability where we were able to give her obviously, you know, some small fundamental things that, that were able to make a huge difference in her game. And, um, I think, you know, for her in particular throughout her career, she had, um, you know, displayed great power, obviously just the ball rifled off her barrel, um, super, super strong. And one thing that we had been working up towards for this year was, was getting more consistency with that. And I think that, you know, we were going to see that this was, this was really going to be her, her year to shine um, with that consistency and that power. Um, and unfortunately, you know, obviously cut, cut short, but uh, Julia put in the work and um, she, she wanted to get better no matter what it was. She was, extremely accountable, um, very self-aware of her performance, very self-aware of her, you know, uh, mentality and, and, and truly a great competitor. And um, I knew from the moment I met her that she was someone that we wanted in the program, despite the fact that I had never seen her play. Uh, and, and as it turns out, uh, you know, what a unbelievable opportunity for her to to just walk in and say, hey, I'm thinking about playing. And um, it, it turned out tremendous, obviously. That's really interesting because I know, like, depending on the sport here at Bates, so, like track and field, obviously a huge roster, long line of tradition of, you know, what they call, you know, unrecruited kind of walk-ons during the program making an impact. Is that more rare maybe in softball just because it is a smaller roster to begin with, kind of? I mean, and you have to be careful about, you know, how many spots you have and everything. Is Julia kind of a rare case? Is kind of walking on and making an impact like that? At the time when she was a first year, um, mm -hmm. we had actually quite a few walk-ons. So just interestingly, it wasn't until just because of the timing of when I was hired, 
it wasn't until yeah. my third season before I had my first recruited class. So my first three mm. years here, we had to have a lot of walk-ons just because I was two cycles behind in recruiting because I was hired mid-January. So our season essentially started like three weeks from my hiring date, but that, that yeah. missed two recruiting classes. Um, so we had a lot of walk-ons at the time. Um, where we're at now, I think we have maybe one. Um, so mm. it's definitely a lot more rare. Uh, and, and in Julia's case, she was she was one of the the uh, the walk-ons that probably not much of an opportunity now, just because we're at uh, larger roster numbers. And, and to your point, um, it does make it a lot more challenging. Obviously, with the subbing rules in our sport, uh, we don't have as much fluidity as as there is in other sports. What do you remember about the early days, some fundamental things you were working with her on, but like after she joined the team, what was your impression when you first, when you actually did first see her play? Another funny story. Um, so my first impression of Julia was just how super strong of an arm she had. She had a cannon. So naturally you think like, oh, an outfielder, right? Um, she, she had decent, um, you know, accuracy with her arm and, so we put her in right field, I believe it was, left field maybe. I, I can't remember exactly, but um, it was uh, – and Julia, don't don't kill me for saying this, but it was uh, disastrous. Um, <laughs> it, it, did not, it did not go all that well, and I, I think we then had an injury at third base, and so uh, we knew we wanted to be able to utilize her arm, um, and she – so we slid her into that corner spot um, within, I think it was like maybe one or two games down in Florida, our first couple games of the season. And she was just so much more natural at third base. And you could, you know, you could totally tell that that was, uh, you know, that was, that was a tremendous spot for her. I, she came in catching, um, you know, that was a big position of hers before she came to Bates. Uh, at the time we had Tori Fitzgerald who was catching uh, mostly. And, and so, uh, we really needed to fill other positions. And um, with that injury at third base, it was kind of this serendipitous, uh, you know, it just ended up working out really, really well. Julia was able to slide in um, and uh, and just really be a huge ap- asset for us defensively on that corner. Um, you know, that's a hot corner, and, and she played it fearlessly, uh, which is really, really impressive. And, you know, we, we've been working up and working on this year uh, being able to, you know, field the ball off her right foot and, and change her throwing spot and, and make the throw to first base. And that was something that we always had fun with. And, and she was getting there. Um, I wish that she could have, uh, you know, this year made a play being able to do that. But um, so that was kind of a funny where Julia started out in the outfield to where she finished um, just being a solid third baseman for us for the last, you know, for three years, uh, we're, we're really going to miss her. Yeah. I'm remembering a play she made. I think it might've been a bonnet I'm not sure it was uh, a pop-up on the third base side. She made a diving catch and then doubled that, up a runner. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was a foul ball um, with a run on first base and she made a diving catch. It kind of actually, it's a little similar to, uh, I don't know if you remember when Florida state, won the World Series, I believe it was maybe three years ago, and their third baseman, Jesse Warren, similarly made a uh, – in the seventh inning, I think there was no outs with a runner on first base, one-run game. 
bunt play, pop up, third, third baseman for Florida State, diving catch, pick the runner off. It was it was very very similar, uh, just a little bit of a different angle for for Julia's. I would even argue a little bit more challenging as it as it was a foul ball. Um, but yeah, she was she's a special athlete, that's for sure. Yeah, that was a memorable play. Any other kind of memorable games involving Julia that you that you remember? Uh, you know, Julia came up with some huge hits for us. Um, you know, some big time uh, home runs. Um, I believe it was against Colby a couple years ago, or, and last year as well, where she came up with huge hits. Uh, she had a grand slam against UMS last year, I believe. Um, mm. That you know, she just she when she stepped into the box, we knew that we had a chance. You know, we knew that with runners on base, she was she was exactly who we wanted in that position. Um, don't throw her a change up, uh, and we can say that now, but uh, <laughs> don't throw her a change up because um, well, actually, you might want to throw her a change up in that position, but uh, that was really the only <laughs> pitch that she struggled with. Um, but we knew, uh, you know, she would make that adjustment and, and give us a really good chance. Certainly. And these two, both really strong leaders in kind of their own ways, right? Julia, maybe more vocal, and KP more of a lead by example. Is that fair? Yeah, 100%. They, um, they really, really understood their leadership qualities and, and to their strengths and what worked well. And then they were able to blend that with each other. I mean, they really worked well together. They communicated effectively with one another. Um, they held each other accountable. Um, it was, you know, it was always a super fun battle in practice when Julia would try to hit off KP and uh, you would get Julia's best up at bat and you would get KP's best on the mound. Uh, and that was really special to watch. And, and that was something that I think, you know, to see their teammates be able to, to dive into and, and lean into and say like, wow, this is like, this is the kind of competitor that I want to be. Um, they, their leadership styles were truly, truly special. And um, they were able to blend them so well together. And that has been unbelievable for our program. And I, I can't even put it into words. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really going to miss them as people. I'm really going to miss them as leaders and, and certainly competitors. But um, above all else, they were, they're, they're two special uh, young women and, and couldn't be more proud of them. And pitcher, obviously, you know, so crucial uh, in softball. Complete games are a fairly regular occurrence if, if things are going well. But, I mean, KP, you know, what do you think the younger pitchers on the roster, you've got three of them, I, I believe, right, uh, learned from her? Or were there things maybe that she had that you really can't teach, perhaps? KP was fearless. Um, it yeah. didn't matter who we were playing against. She she had the mindset that, um, you know, I want the ball. I want the ball in any situation. She, um, even if she was feeling nerves, you, did, you didn't ever know. Um, and she had this presence on the mound that was certainly much bigger than um, her physically because she's, she's pretty tiny. Um, but her <laughs> presence was is, is unmatched. I mean, she truly give me the ball in any situation against any hitter. And, um, you know, she went into attack mode and that was special. That was special to see. And I, and I hope that, um, you know, the other pitchers who are younger than her are able to uh, mimic that presence or at least try to take some of that and, and run with it because that's what separated her. I mean, obviously her skill set was, 
tremendous, and she was able to throw any pitch in any situation. Um, but I think she was able to do that too because her confidence and her craft was uh, is not matched. And um, you know, she knew that she was the one that we needed, and uh, and she really owned that. And she owned, you know, that was her circle, and no one was going to beat her. Absolutely. Well, any other thoughts you want to share on, on either of these terrific seniors that we haven't gotten to talk about yet? You know, I'll say this, Aaron, that Julia and KP, albeit, you know, a huge impact for our program, truly, um, I, like I said, immeasurable. We, we can't put – it's really difficult to put into words. But in addition to that, what they've done for the Bates community, um, what they've mm-hmm. done for the Lewiston-Auburn community – um, is, you know, I would, I would encourage anyone who's listening to the, this podcast to, to really look into what Casey and Julia have done for their surrounding communities. Um, they are uh, endlessly giving. Um, they raise the bar. They set the standard for um, just how to be kind and caring and humane and philanthropic and um, they want to compete, and they, and they use, I think, softball as a vehicle to be able to do that. They give back uh, to the youth. Uh, they're the first to, to show up and the last to leave. And they're really special um, student-athletes who, who don't come around too often. Um, and so I would encourage anyone who's listening to this to, uh, to try to emulate some of what KP and Julia um, are because if you're doing – you know, a quarter of what they did, then you're on the right track and, and you'll be in, in a good place um, because they're they're special and, and they mean a lot to me. They mean a lot to our program. And, and I certainly want to, I would be remiss if I said that they, uh, you know, what they've given back uh, and, how we, and how we acknowledge that and appreciate that is, is something that, you know, we should all be looking at as well. All right, Mikkel Barnes, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Aaron. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll salute the seniors from the women's and men's tennis teams, plus an interview with head coach Paul Gassengay. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast.